This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop right on, uh, on the phone right now. I've got Chris Monroy, vocalist for Skeletal Remains, just released a sick album called The Entombment of Chaos, out now on Century Media Records. Uh, how are you doing, man? How are you doing today? Uh, we're in the middle of the week, but we're also in the middle of a pandemic. Hell of a time to release an album. How you doing, man? Uh, doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me, first of all. Yeah, yeah, all this is good, man. I can't complain, you know. I mean, it is what it is, you know. I'm sure everybody's going through the same thing. You know, I'm kind of just taking it day by day, hoping for everything to go back to normal so we can get out there and play some shows. But, hey, I can't complain. I mean, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. You know, that's the most the most important thing for me, at least. So, but yeah, everything's good. Uh, I mean, as far as today, kind of just uh, got done packing some orders for uh, from our online store or whatever and shipping them out and, and whatnot. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been busy doing. And, I mean, I'm working and stuff, but, you know, I'm out of work now, so I'm kind of just relaxing. I'm at just, just hanging. How are you doing? I'm doing, you know, as good as I can. And, and, and I, it sounds like you have a really good perspective with it and, um, you know, you're – you're staying sane somehow, and and you, you we did mention uh, off air that you said you're working still full time. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Uh, you know, for your quote unquote square regular job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of, I guess the easiest way to put it, I'm somewhat like a caregiver. So I work oh. with people that have a uh, like development, developmental disabilities, okay. like yeah. autism and Down syndrome and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's kind of been my full time gig for the past. I don't know, maybe eight years or so. That's kind of what I do when, you know, when I'm not touring and stuff. So, <clears throat> I mean, I really enjoy doing it. I, I, I enjoy working with, you know, meeting all these new, new, new people, new clients that, you know, that I work with. Um, but yeah, it's great, man. I can't complain. And yeah, that's pretty much what, what I do full time. So, um, you know, this whole pandemic didn't really, uh, cause me to lose my job because yeah. like I said, it's somewhat like a caregiver. So, um, I was still, I mean, I'm still, I was still able to keep my job, which is a good thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, that's kind of what, you know, what I do on when I'm, when I'm home or whatever, you know, I mean, we're, we're still pretty, I mean, somewhat small band. So we still all got to have full-time jobs back home. You know? Um, fortunately we're not at the point where we can live off this. I hope we can, we can get to that someday, but, but we all have to, uh, have full-time jobs while we're home. It's not touring and stuff. So. So yeah, so we all have our daily jobs and stuff, and yeah, that's that's what I do. Um, nice, you know, that's what I've been doing for the last, past couple of years. And yeah, man, can't I can't complain. I, I enjoy doing it. It's a really cool job, you know. It's not, I mean, it's a hard job, you know. I mean, definitely got to have the right mindset 
coming into doing something like this, but it's not really that hard, you know. I mean, for the most part, we're out doing stuff, you know. And yeah. Usually, a lot of social stuff and going out, and I mean, we can't really do that now because of all the whole of course, everything yeah. being closed. But when it was, I mean, we'd go. I mean, I'd be going out to the movies and you know arcades, whatever, whatever my you know my client likes to do, you know, uh, on a daily basis. That's pretty much what I what I'm there to help them, you know, do it. Yeah, that's pretty much a whole quick little rundown of what I do for my job. <laughs> so, so you get a pretty, you know, uh, good relationship with your clients. It sounds like. Do they know that they're, uh, you know, the their their caregiver is the singer of a death metal band? And what do they think? Yeah, some of them do. Some of them uh, tend to ask, you know, because uh, when, when we when we go out for drives and stuff, you know, sometimes they they ask, they want me to play whatever music, and you know, sometimes it's death metal. Sometimes yeah, I just do a bunch of different so. Sometimes the indie or whatever, but whatever it being, you know, some, most of the time, death metal is what kind of catches their attention. They're like, "Oh, this is different," you know, and um, they, that's kind of what where it starts. And then you I just, you know, they start asking about music, and yeah, so some of some of them know, you know, so, uh, some of them know that I play music, and yeah, they're quite they they're quite uh, interested to to know what you know what I do and stuff. But, but yeah, it's cool, man. I, I I love all my you know all my clients. It's really, really a really fun job. That's awesome, man. Um, so, uh, you know, it sounds like you're staying busy, obviously. But aside from staying busy, how are you staying sane? I mean, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. Uh, you know, you, you don't get to tour, which I'm, uh, and and play music as much, probably, which I'm assuming is probably how you stay sane normally. How are you staying sane? Uh, you know, during the these pandemic times. I mean, I guess the whole album thing really kind of kept us busy throughout yeah. this whole pandemic thing i mean it's still kind of i mean the pandemic's still going but you know when it was still fresh and stuff you know that's when i think people were more uh you know just didn't know what, what was going on so people were just reacting like really you know crazy and obnoxious mm-hmm. and pine everything in the store so <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not one of those persons i'm not like really a paranoid person so i was just like whatever you know whatever happens happens but you know, but as far as that, as far as like when that was going on, mostly the album really kept us busy. You know, um, obviously recording it and writing it, and then um, once it was finished, you know, working on working on like the whole layout, the artwork, getting the artwork finalized. You know, there was a, there's a lot that goes into making a record, so it definitely kept us really busy. Um, uh, but I mean, up until you know, I mean, we just released the album a few weeks ago, so up until then, you know, we were kind of just waiting around and till you know the album drops but besides that i mean i mean i'm not really a person like i said to begin with i kind of like really paranoid so i don't i mean i i just suck not being able to you know go out and tour because that definitely does help when when you you know it, it helps me get away from normal life and reality and you know everything that comes with being an adult you know paying bills and all that bullshit yeah so definitely, I mean, touring was one of those, you know, one of those things that helped. So, I mean, right now, I mean, I, I, I can't complain, man. I mean, I, although I love and enjoy touring, you know, I have, I have kids. So being able to be home for so long is actually a really good thing for me. You know, when I'm touring, you know, I can't be home. You know, I'm, I'm out on the road and, you know, kind of sucks not being able you know, to be there for your kids yeah. all the time, you know. So it's, def- it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a good thing that we were able to, you know, take a break and. Uh, you know, spend spend as much time as possible, with, you know, with family and stuff. So, so yeah, I guess family. You can say that's definitely kept me kept me busy and sane throughout this whole pandemic thing. You know, absolutely, man. And and 
Um, I'm curious because the release of the album hits during a strange time. Um, what are some unique ways that, you know, are, are you guys trying to figure out ways to support the album as opposed to, you know, nobody can tour. So, uh, yeah, that's obviously like the number one way to support an album. Usually, uh, what are you guys doing? Right. Just a lot more interviews, uh, things like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, for the most part, I mean, we've been packed with interviews, uh, you know, the, since even before the release dropped, we were getting hit with interviews. Yeah. Um, obviously after as well, but, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're, planning, we're we've been working on, you know, doing those, some of those like live streams. We've gotten a lot of offers. We're just kind of, uh, trying to figure out which, you know, which works best for us and what we're going to mm -hmm. go with, but we're definitely working on some stuff too. You know, just to be able to give something to our fans, you know, I'm sure they, 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 you know, kind of, like I said, it sucks not being able to get out there and support this record, you know, like playing live. So we definitely want to do something, you know, as far as like the whole live stream thing goes. And, um, I'm not sure when it will happen, but they're, you know, we're working on something and that's kind of, Sweet. uh, we, what we've been doing, we just got our full-time drummer again. And so nice. we've been busy with that too, you know, rehearsing with him, uh, teaching him all the songs and getting everything tight. And uh, yeah, we're kind of just looking forward to next year. Hopefully, you know, everything can can somewhat return to you know to normal. Even if it's, I'm pretty sure it's not going to return to normal in a very long time, or at least what we know is normal. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that are going to change. But uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of just want to get back out on the road. So yeah. we're mostly looking forward to next year. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that's possible. You know, if things start to to clear up and stuff, uh, we have a lot of stuff that was. But this year, that got moved to next year, so we pretty much have most of 2020, uh, 2021 booked up, so hopefully nice. that happens. Man. Hopefully, yeah, exactly, man. Um, I saw you guys, uh, and it was the first time I saw you guys play with uh, Agnostic Front, Hatebreed, Prong, and Obituary. That was an awesome wow. show. What was that tour yeah, like? Th those are some legends, man, and that that is a tour that, like, you know, that is a lot of different genres represented in one tour package what was that what was it like being on tour with bands like af and agnostic front at the same time and hebrew uh oh man that was uh, it, it totally i mean to this day still i mean it's kind of like still shocks me because like how you said you know you have all these legendary bands and then you have scouts for me just a small band from way to that i mean i like I, I i mean i yeah we've gotten a lot more serious in the past years but when i started the band we were really it was really never supposed to be anything serious. You know, I was quite busy with a different band, which was my full-time gig. And um, this was supposed to just be, you know, me and Mike getting together, having some beers and playing some covers or whatever. Yeah. So it quite shocks me, you know, that it still shocks me that, you know, we were able to do, for example, a tour like that with Obituary, who's one of our biggest influences, or even just legendary bands like Hatebreed and Not Front, you know, uh, Prong, like all these crazy yeah. legendary bands from completely different, like, styles of you know of, heavy I music guess metal yeah. and rock yeah. yeah you can say so yeah man it, that, that's definitely been my favorite tour that i've done with skeletal remains that was so an cool. amazing tour uh you know all around that we were treated awesome which is it, it's it, it can go it can go either way you know you I'm, we're just an opening band sometimes you get treated very good sometimes you just get treated like an opening band and like you know people don't really feel it was uh it was a really all, all around really cool you know they treated us very well all the bands on that field were really great to us and yeah man it was it, we definitely learned a lot on that tour you know um we gained a load of new fans a lot of people that oh, yeah. heard of us which was awesome every show was been amazing so yeah man all around that tour that tour was amazing so i mean 
every time I think about that tour, it just makes me miss going on the road. Yeah. So. <laughs> kind of sucks, but yeah, man, it, it was, I mean, you said you were at the show, so I mean, you got to experience it. They were, those shows were killer. Out of, you know, any of the members of the band or any of the band specifically, did you guys get to bro down or did you get to bro down with anyone? Yeah, definitely. I mean, most, I mean, we're, like I said, we're huge literary fans, obviously. Yeah. You can, I'm sure you can hear the influence in our music. So, um, we definitely were just like fanboys most of the time, but they were totally cool about it. And like, they would always, you know, um, come to her, like if they passed by our room backstage, you know, they'd always be like, you guys need any beer or anything? You know, they were yeah. always really cool with us. So, uh, we definitely, you know, hopefully we weren't too annoying with them, but we definitely tried to bro down with them. We, you know, we, we were able to hang in their bus and party like Brad. Yeah. Yeah. get trash with them. I think it was a lot. I think one of, yeah, I think on the last show we like, which was, I think, the last time uh, I saw Riley Gale, rest in peace, was mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Texas. And uh, Yeah, we partied that night really hard with the power to dudes and obituary on the bus. And, yeah, man, it was really cool. And um, Stigma from Agnostic Front was Legend. really fucking yeah. really, Like, dude, that guy is fucking amazing. Like, he is the funniest guy to have on a tour, man. Like, that guy, he, he, he he's just a very, very, like, I don't know how to explain, but he he's like a very humble and welcoming person. Like it's crazy. Like by I think second or third day of us being on because that tour, I, I think they only did half of that tour. I think they switched off with Madball. So I think halfway Agnostic Front came in, and then um, you know by the second or third show of them being on that tour, they already like Stigma already knew all our names. Probably you That's know, so yeah, cool. I'm so yeah, man, just definitely Stigma was really you know really cool with us always coming and hanging out with us and just, you know, talking, talking with us and, uh, you know, just hanging out, drinking, smoking, joining. It's really cool, man. It's really down to the dude. Uh, every, I mean, I can't really say a bad thing about anybody on that. Yeah. Tour. Everybody was really fucking great to us. Hey, breed guys. Thanks to them so much because they're really the main reason why we were on that tour. That you sounds know, like a time process. of a life, man. That sounds like a time of your yeah, life. Definitely, man. It was definitely some of the best times of my life, but yeah, man, I had to be, it was like an amazing tour. So a lot of times I ask people what their first album was, but I'm going to go a little bit different with this one. What was your okay. first band t-shirt you ever bought? First rock t-shirt, whether it's metal, Ooh. punk, hardcore, ska, whatever. First rock yeah. band t-shirt you ever owned. Um, dang. I'm trying to think back to those early days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was I, I most most likely had to either be like a rancid shirt that I took for my brother, mm-hmm. maybe like a no doubt shirt or something. Like Mine that. was no doubt, and I got it from Target. Oh, nice! Yeah, my my sister was really big into no doubt, so um, I, I know I know at one point I had one of one of her no doubt shirts. And I w- I was really big into rancid as well. And my oh yeah, like I come from family, you know that uh, you know that listen to music and my brother and my sister so hell yeah i, th- I want to say it must have been a rant like a uh yeah rant. it had to have been either a rancid or maybe like a misfit shirt or something i'm not yeah. too sure to be honest but de- i want to say rancid definitely maybe an outcomes of wolves or something like that okay right on man yeah <laughs> uh okay so here's another one i'm gonna put you on the spot so you're gonna hate me but i gotta ask so we all know all right. We all know the big four of American thrash. Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Right. In your opinion, what is the big four of death metal? Uh, 
And this yeah. can, this is your personal and, big. And, and this is your personal American, big four. Just, just American bands. All just the entire genre. It doesn't have to be American. And oh, okay. and, and it's genre. just your personal one. So you don't have to, you know, you know, be like all yeah. encompassing. Just your favorites. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it's so hard to pick favorites from all. There's so many, but I'm, I'm gonna let me see. Let me see. I guess Morbid Angel would definitely be up there. Yeah. Um, definitely that. That's probably number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Pestilence would definitely be up there for me. I don't know. That's that last lot. There's so many. You know, Cannibal Corpse. But I don't know, man. Obituary. I don't know what the last. I, I'd probably just go with. And I could say Deicide. I don't know. I'd probably just go with Cannibal Corpse because those are like probably the four. The first four main influences, I think, for me. So yeah, right. definitely Morbid Angel, Death, Pestilence, and Town Courts. Sweet, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good mix, man. I like that. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a hell of a tour. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So uh, you know, I'm. You guys are not a huge. Uh, sorry, you guys are not a a. Uh, well, the word I was looking for. You guys are not a new band in any way. You guys have been around for like a decade now, but. Uh, in a lot of war ways, uh, you're kind of just getting on the radar of a lot of people. Um, signing with yeah. Century Media, releasing the new record. Uh, what's kept you? What's kept you like um, motivated and and grinding for the last ten years? What's kept you interested and motivated to like continue to play death metal at a pretty just, underground level? Just the genre itself, man. Death metal. I mean, we kind of you know, we kind of I guess you can say breathe death metal, man. That's kind of like. It's not. It's never really been to us about like you know being big or anything. It's mm-hmm. just something like when, like I said, this battle started. We, we just kind of wanted to. We wanted to play music, you know. Of we wanted to play music like these bands that were doing it in the golden, golden days. You know, the golden era when, yeah. you know, when death metal was, you know, when it was just getting big. You know, like late '80s, early '90s. Um, yeah, you know, you still have a lot of death metal bands around, obviously. You know from the 2010s, like in the last decade or whatever, but I feel like there wasn't really many bands that were doing the whole classics era of, you know, style of death metal. Yeah. Whatever, old school or whatever these people, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I guess just, I don't know, man, just the music itself, you know, we, we love, we love playing music and we love playing death metal. And that's kind of what just kept us going. Um, and obviously, you know, being, being able to, you know, knowing that people actually are out there and appreciate what we're doing obviously plays a big role too you know us wanting to do it even more and you know being able to tour with bands how like obituary and Haybreed and bands mm-hmm. that you know actually appreciate what you're doing like that's definitely another reason why we've kept going you know uh knowing that people actually enjoy the music is what's definitely what has uh helped us kept the drive and kept us you know still wanting to do this i mean obviously that i mean the to John or himself, you know, that's been a week. I mean, that that's like my favorite, st- you know, style of music. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Many different things. I mean, I don't, I don't really see ourselves. I don't see Skeletor Remains, um, you know, not being a band anytime soon. And I don't see myself not ever playing, stop playing, you know, death metal in general. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see myself doing this for the next, you know, 30, 40 years until, Hell until yeah. I just can't anymore. <laughs> You're a lifer. Yeah, yeah, at this point, yeah. <laughs> That's dope, dude. So, uh, my last question for you, man. Uh, pick a scar on your body. Anywhere on your body, pick a scar and tell us the story of how you got that scar. 
damn, that's, that, that, there's a few of those. All right. I just don't know. I just don't know which one, which one I should pick. <laughs> um, let's see. So I, so there's a scar on my, one of my fingers, mm-hmm. my hand that, uh, I don't really remember. I was small. I don't really remember exactly how it happened, but I kind of do. So I'm going to try to explain it the best, okay. best I can. Yeah. So I just remember being outside of my house with brother, older brother, mm-hmm. one of my older brothers and a bunch of friends, I'm guessing neighbors or something. And like, I think we, uh, back then we were playing like marbles or something. And, yeah. um, so we had a bunch of marbles. And I don't know how, whose idea it was, probably my brother, because he's a troll maker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. He's the one that put, so he put him, I think he put either one or a couple marbles, like, in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And he, like, started shaking it. And I guess, I don't know what happened, but he, he I think my hand must have been under when he was shaking it. So the bottle broke, and glass flew, and one of it completely just sliced my finger. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I was just—I just remember being a kid and bleeding out, like bleeding. Out. I'm, I'm probably wasn't even that much blood, but you know, being a kid, it probably seemed like it was. Some, I mean, it was probably the most blood I've ever seen so, at that point. But your parents yeah, were probably like, so pissed at him. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, my parents were so pissed at him. I had pretty much everything he was doing. He was a <laughs> troublemaker. But Hell yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely one that came to mind, and I still have the scar. I mean, it's not really. Oh, actually, yeah, it still is really noticeable. Huh. But yeah, that's that's definitely one that that comes to mind. <laughs> I appreciate the story, man, and reliving the scar. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's so the new album, The Entombment of Chaos, is out now on Century Media Records. Uh, before we go, what's the best way to directly support you guys uh, now that you know we're in the time where we can't see you live and go buy a T-shirt from your merch table or buy the record uh, directly from your hands? What's the best way to directly support you guys? directly buy from our store man whatever you buy from our store is directly coming from us we're doing everything ourselves still you know packing all the orders ourselves so if you buy a store a package from or anything from our sorry anything from our store our big cartel store um <clears throat> it's coming directly from us so definitely you know check that out i think it's the skeleton remains dot skeleton remains dot big cartel.com um, it's not just look, just look up our social media pages yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, just look up Scouts Remains. It should be the first to pop out. Um, and then, you know, we post all our there whenever we release a new design or, you know, whenever we have more in stock, yeah. we post everything there. So, yeah, that, that's the best way, to, I guess, to put it. Just follow us on social media or give us a like or whatever. And, uh, you should be able to find everything you want as far as, you know, merch or CDs or anything like that. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Um, yeah, the, on our social media pages, that's the way to go about it. Right on, dude. Again, Chris Monroy, vocalist of Skeletal Remains. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. And thanks to anyone you know listening, taking the time to check it out. And yeah, man, hopefully we'll be out there sooner or later to you know to play some shows for everybody. This has been Metal Shop's backstage pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law